The PWC Network. What the world is watching and listening to. This is what you've missed on the Video Game Connection Podcast. The vet, the opinion haver on Twitch, bro. What's up, dude, man? Thanks for coming on, dude. You know? Hey, man, it's a, it's, it's a, I appreciate it. And it's a, nice to meet you, Ivan. Hey, Ivan, uh, do you know how hard this man worked to get me on this show? Do you have any idea? No, no clue, man. No clue? Okay. No. Well, this 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 process has started what months ago. Months he's ago. like he's he's been just spamming my PlayStation <laughs> inbox, well, okay. telling me to always listen to his podcast. Okay, that listen, listen to, and he didn't even know it because he just assumed I didn't. So he's sending me, yeah, here's the new, here's the okay. link to the new show. You know, I was thinking about should I just ghost homeboy and it's not, <laughs> not ever because he's trying too hard man well, something's up so tune in and don't miss out on the video game connection podcast now a video podcast peace out you're listening to the video game connection That's right, infidels. You found us here, channelattitude.com, Hameen Media Group, where you get the most real talk, the best reviews of all your favorite wrestling shows from AEW and WWE, Impact, and more, because we're going to break it all down with the best staff in professional wrestling at HMG. So you don't need to go anywhere else, because there's no five stars here. There's only $5 face slaps, infidel. Hello, so sign up today, channelattitude.com, Hameen Media Group, and join the Hameen Army for the most real talk in professional wrestling. YOLO! Yeah. 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 Yeah.
Butcher. And that's what actually get over Zell. Range Moxley spills to the outside. Do a dive. Wait a minute.
You are my sunshine. Would you like to do a little rendition of it now? Okay. All right. Take it away, Max. You are my sunshine, my only sunshine. Yeah. Yo, shook crews in the house, baby. We gotta pay tribute to the one and only, the big homie, MJF.
Hello everyone and welcome to the HMG PWC Full Gear Post Game Show. I'm your host Jimmy T and my co-host, he's back as usual, he's bloodshot, he's evil, he's barely even awake, but he's here for channelattitude.com, it is Jeff Littman, welcome back to the show and uh, man, I, I thoroughly enjoyed myself tonight man, I, I actually felt it was much better than I expected it to be. It was better than I expected to be. I won't say I thoroughly enjoyed myself, but I'm glad I watched the show. Like, you know, but um, I mean, I would not put it up there. Like people were saying, oh, they hit a home run. No, they didn't no. hit a home run, but it was a solid double. Well, it was pretty predictable for the most part. I did get one wrong. I believe you got probably everything right. I got oh, two I got wrong. two wrong. I got two wrong, sorry. Yeah, I and got you two got two wrong. wrong. One I blamed Jargo on because he talked me out of Jamie Hayter. Yeah, I, I kind of agree. Jago, that's on you, bro. That's on you. Yeah, but on me. I, should, I should have the strength of my conviction. <laughs> well, <laughs> like I was saying, man, well, which ones, which matches did you get wrong anyway? Which ones? I know we both Samuel got Joe. Joe. And right. Okay, all right. And yeah, that's, that makes two of us. Um, well, like I said, it was explosive. It was, uh, it was a fun card. Look, I'm not going to lie. It was pretty fun. Even though it was pretty predictable, I mean, we do have a new AEW World Champion in MJF in the most predictable sense, if you know what I mean. And yeah. um, we've got a lot of new champions. Well, not a lot, but we've got a couple. A and uh, of no one, but yeah, we had a few title changes. Listen, Swift. I'll say that. I mean, okay, Forbidden Door, half the matches didn't need to be on that card, and that was way too long. On this one, I would say you could have gotten rid of like two out of the three pre-show matches were completely unnecessary frankly because they weren't doing the tournament finals on on the pay-per-view they i mean they could have done the starks cage match this week for dynamite and then made the finals the main event on dynamite dynamite the following wednesday um you know and made it important or put that on winter is coming or whatever or i guess the title shot is winter is coming i think they have two dynamites between now and then anyway or they got to use the rampage i don't know whatever it is it, it, you know i guess with thanksgiving and shit but uh the kingston match was masturbatory the best friends match was completely unnecessary and y you could have put the sting match on on, on the pre-show that would have been fine uh yeah but it's sting you don't put him on the pre-show man so let's be I honest know. i mean that's a bit of a slap to the face to someone like sting and uh, even Jarrett, I guess, to a lesser extent. If well, you know one of the saying. women's match, I would have put Jade and Nyla on the pre-show. And I know that they want to have three women's match on the pay-per-view. So that was like a big thing for them. So they, they sort of couldn't once they announced it. But all right, whatever. It is what it is. It, it, there were less matches that, that didn't need to happen when Forbidden Door, like I said, at least close to half the matches didn't need to happen and none of the backstage segments were important this this card had two or three backstage segments that were just not important but none of them were particularly long it's you know it, it's not like it wasn't that sort of cumulative piling on so i mean i'm pleased uh, i mean it, it still was 7 to eleven thirty, or or 11 it was still yeah. five hours jeff yeah uh, right it was it was <laughs> close to a five-hour show and that that's that's too long. I mean, you know, you know, with a pre-show, I think I can go four hours. You know, three hours, 45 minutes, four hours is fine. But five, too long. 
Yeah, it's ridiculous, man. I totally agree with you. And there was times where I was like, well, I hope I don't fall asleep. But once the Elite and their matchup came, you know, was up with uh, the Death Triangle, it was pretty solid all the way through after that. But um, let's get into it, actually, Jeff. Let's, I mean, I guess we'll start with the pre-show matches. Um, let's see. Where do we start? Well, let's go in the first matchup on the pre-show. It was Orange Cassidy, Rocky Romero, Tremperetta, Chuck Taylor, and Danhausen defeating the factory in QT Martial, Cole Carter, Nick Camarado, Aaron Solo, and Lee Johnson. And dude, excuse me that match absolutely made me laugh because at the end Danhausen comes out as the fifth man carrying the jar of teeth and the spike he hits a ring full of violence lariats and German suplexes he cracks Camarado with the jar orange punch connects and he dumps the teeth into Nick's mouth off the ropes and then they win but he was doing more than that dude he was doing suplexes I mean he was clearing house literally during that matchup and it's funny because we were actually doing Uncaged while we were yeah. talking about that match and no shit I was shocked I was like wow even though I know Dan Housen can wrestle no he can wrestle I mean but I don't know they've been treating him as a joke up until now right. all of a sudden he can beat everyone up okay it's the factory you know and, and even though Nick Camarado is 290 pounds we don't care because he's never won anything that we've seen um, but this this was silly. Uh, I mean, this match absolutely did not need to be on the pre-show or on the show at all. This could have been a dynamite match. This could have been a rampage match. Could have been, you know, a match, a dark match, just for the live crowd to to get them going. Um, I don't know. It, it, it's not important enough to talk about. The only thing of note is, I mean, is this what we're going to get from Dan Housen going going forward, or, or are we to believe that he's a real wrestler now that he's going to be like Hook or Orange Cassidy and, and he's going to be booked to win too or or is he just going to revert like you know if, because if he's just going to revert like they should have done like on Halloween or, or something like that where you know on right. Halloween he gets like his superpowers and then the rest of the year he's sort of you know no but look silly match he looked mighty impressive and like you just said where do you go now? You you can't go backwards now. Danhausen has to be taken seriously now. After what I saw, he looked impressive. I'm, like I said, I'm not gonna lie. Luke, what he did was great. He looked like a, an absolute pro, and it was like wow. Even though I've seen him wrestle before proper, just but the fact that we haven't seen it in AEW, it, it was a shock factor, no doubt. But uh, yeah, nothing really to write home other than that. But yeah, we I move mean, on I could to argue the next. with you, but I, I don't think this match merits any more discussion. Well, if it means anything, actually, Jeff, uh, Danhausen blasts QT Marshall with a spike, and then we get a five-way babyface hug. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> anyway, we move on to the next match, which is still on the zero hour. It is Brian Cage versus Absolute Ricky Starks for the AEW World Championship number one contenders tournament semifinal match. And... Uh, uh, you know, this was obvious. Ricky Starks ends up winning by pinfall with a Rochambeau. Even though I felt like Ricky Starks, and I'm sure you felt the same way, didn't really look himself during this matchup. I didn't think so. He he looks he doesn't look a hundred percent, and I'm wondering what what was wrong with him while he wasn't cleared because apparently that was real, and they delayed it. And you know that, but he worked pretty hard in the Lance Archer match in that he took a lot of offense. 
Um, and this match, he took a lot of offense too. And then all of a sudden, boom, you know, boom, two moves, and he pinned Brian Cage, and which is you know no surprise to anyone. But yeah, Ricky Starks doesn't look 100%, and that's sort of the problem with him. He's almost never 100%. For a guy who says he's absolute, he's like absolute vodka. He's missing the E. He's <laughs> like, it's like incomplete. He's absolutely incomplete. But uh, okay, you know, the, the, anyway, the, the, at least they didn't make him work twice tonight. So, no, this was fine. Okay, match. I mean, three years ago, I would have been outraged by, you know, Ricky Starks being Brian, Lance Archer and Brian Cage and two back to back nights. But, you know, I. I've, you know, I, you know, I've been beaten down, so I, you know, I know what to expect. Well, we get our first comment in the chat by Chris <laughs> Paul. He says, "What a garbage show this was! How can someone win an interim championship from another person and still be called interim?" Yeah, you're right. I mean, I won't go as far as say it was a garbage show, yeah. but you're right about the interim title situation. It's in weird. the women's division. Yeah, it is I mean, uh, listen, I, I think I was the first one to bitch and moan about it. At least the first one that I heard about it because I was the one who said, you know, I get it with Cody, but the, the second time, now now you're trapped with precedent and, you know, and at least make it that you're pretty sure the person will be back within 30 days. This is garbage, but if you're going to have an interim title, I don't see any reason why you can't win and lose it during the... I mean, what's the point of keeping the title alive unless people unless it can switch hands so i mean you know i guess you can treat it sort of as a uh you know number one contenders you know with benefits <laughs> status um but this is God. but uh, who, that, his name is chris chris you uh you took the jargo approach and that was the logic that i bought into which which made me go from 12 out of 13 to 11 out of 13 so screw you too <laughs> <laughs> And shout out to Chris Paul because he's, you know, he's always a, you know, an avid listener and he's and he's everywhere we are. So thank you, Chris, man. Um, yeah. you take. <laughs> well, let's move on actually to the next matchup, which is the final match I think of the Zero Hour. It is everybody's supposedly not dream match. Uh, Eddie Kingston versus Jun Akiyama. In well, it was a decent match, surprisingly. Not that I was fully paying attention to it because we were doing the show <laughs> at the time. <laughs> but <laughs> from what I saw, it looked a lot better. Well, doing a show and actually sort of glancing at it seemed a lot better, that's for sure. It, it was a typical old-school New Japan match, except with Eddie Kingston's horrible chops, which are terrible. The rest no. of it was fine, but listen, I, maybe this was Eddie Kingston's dream match, but pay-per-views are not to allow wrestlers to have self-masturbatory matches. Uh, and I, I'm not ashamed to say I've been re- watching wrestling over 45 years. I'm 54 years old. I probably should be ashamed to say it. I've never heard this fucking guy's name. I don't know who he <laughs> is. I've never heard of him. And if I've never heard of him, nobody, nobody cares. Nobody in the audience cared. They're all pretending that they know who he is. Like maybe one out of 100 people in that in that crowd knew who he was. I mean, let's be honest. They, they didn't know who Suzuki was. They're certainly going to know who this jabroni is. Now we're going to, now oh, I find on. out that we're going to see Ishii again. Like, I got to see shrink wrapped King Kong Bundy. Come on, man. <laughs> she grabbed King Kong Bundy. But this is, listen, if Eddie Kingston uh, wants to have a masturbatory match, let him hold his own promotion, do it at House of Glory. Or if Tony Khan wants to give it to him, you know, book it on Rampage. You know, nobody's watching that shit anyway, except for us. Um, I don't know. It's, it's not that the match was terrible. It's just that it didn't need to be on the pay-per-view, and that got me mad early because I knew this was going to be a five-hour show, so that's 15 minutes 
that didn't need to be there. And along with a best friend's 10 minute, you know, a 10 man match, which was probably another 15 minutes. So right there, there's a half hour that, that could have been cut from the show easily enough. And you turn your really what was more like a four hour, 40 minute show into a four hour and 10 minute show right there. FYI though, Jeff, everyone knew kind of Nina Ray, the Suzuki song, by the way, everyone was singing didn't. through the song. Oh, yes, they did. When he Not first, the first appeared, time, by, the, by the second time they did, because everyone told me you need to know this. The first time, hey, no, listen, I pay attention. Says, the first time, nobody's there was like sixteen <laughs> people in, in, in I'll in prove that to you year. because I specifically remember recording the show about that show. Anyway, doesn't matter. That's for another time. But we got another comment by Chris in the chat. He says, on the positive side, we will see either Ethan Page or Starks against MJF in the near future. Those promos alone will be fun, but really it will likely be Warlow to be MJF down the road. More than likely, he's probably right. I'm not sure what's more than likely, to be honest with you. I mean, I'm talking about with Warlow anyway, I think. I don't know about Page just yet. I would have believed that about eight months ago. Now I'm not so sure. I mean, I'm thinking the most likely person at this point is Moxley when he comes back. It won't be Ethan Page or Ricky Stark, which is, you know, they're they're both going to get this little push and then, you know, go back into, you know, what I like to call Abaddon land, which is sort of like, you know, near purgatory. Um, It's pretty much purgatory. I mean, the only only interesting thing is that Ethan Page is in the firm, but I don't know that anyone at AW remembers that and how that ties into this plan that may or may not have involved them with William Regal. I mean, like, like that's a little interesting, not really, but a little. Uh, so, but you know, he fired them. So I, I don't know. I, I again, I, I, I just don't know. Um, but yes, we'll we'll see a new matchup. We definitely will, hopefully. And uh, look, I actually think MJF is going to have a long run with that belt, like you at better? least a year run. I do. Yeah, I actually do. I think he's going to have a real long run. Look, I could eat my words right now, but I don't know why I get that impression. I mean, why not give him a long run? I mean, if you're going to give him the title now, you might as well fucking run with him all the way. You know what I mean? Like, go all out with him, no pun intended. Just, you know, put everything behind him. I mean, well, I mean, they have to gauge the interest. They have to see if the ratings on Dynamite start to go up. They've got to see, you know, how the next pay-per-view does with presumably him in the main event. Uh, defending the title um, I don't know if putting Regal with him you know is something that's interesting down the road I mean everyone predicted this and, and but nobody thought it was a great swerve uh, it just it just seemed like something that they would think was a great swerve but I don't know why you put a spokesperson with the best talker in the company but I didn't know why they well, put a spokesperson person with Moxley and, and Brian who could both choose well, I've been saying the same thing, Jeff, every week. That's the only thing I don't like about the Regal-MJF pairing, but it makes the most logical sense to go with them two as a pairing. And, and if look, I'm going to say this now. I know for a fact we here at the PwC were the first ones to call what was going to happen with Wardlow, I mean Wardlow, uh, MJF and uh, Regal, right? Right down to the knuckles. Right now, so he's going to use the... the down to the knuckles, exactly. Change his mind, and, and Regal's going to give him the brass knuckles. Down to the fucking knuckles, dude. We weeks absolutely called yeah, this weeks is ago. We said, like, this week, the first, we, we said this week. Ago. Four weeks ago, bro. It was four weeks ago that we said it, and I said it. Nobody at that time has suggested what we did, 
and that, and those suggestions only started coming along in the last week and a half, really, right, leading yeah. up to the pay per view. So, right, because they kept, they kept doing the devil, the devil, the devil. And people start right. figuring it out. Oh, exactly. We're on that. Exactly. Because the, the devil, the devil was always regal all along. The old right? devil he and the it. young devil. They got right. together. You know, uh, uh, Satan and Satan's son. It's uh, Satan and Damien got together. Um, I mean. I guess if they if the firm still was part of this and the firm is sort of his rat pack, you know, sort of like how how Omega had all that protection, so if a Roman has the bloodline, he'll definitely have a long run if that's the case. But the firm's a weird group, so I don't know. Maybe he'll <laughs> spin off and maybe he'll just hire Morrissey on his own. Even even though last time he hired Morrissey, he lost the match. Weird is an understatement, Jeff, just quietly. <laughs> I mean, seriously. Yeah. Um, anyway, look, let's go back to, um, did, did we even, did we, did, we didn't even talk about what happened with Eddie Kingston and, Yuck, and, and uh, what's it called, Akiyama. Nobody, nobody cares what happened. But I just want to say one thing, post-match, an emotional Eddie Kingston raises Akiyama's hand and, and the old Japan legend returns the favor. Ortiz nobody comes cares. down and embraces Kingston and Eddie gets on nobody the mic cares. and asks how much time he has. He says it's not about him, he doesn't want us to thank him and you're right, fuck him. We don't he care. No one cares. Self-indulgent baby. He, he's been playing. He's crying, with, I get cut off of my promos for the last year and a half, and how nobody, how he's not getting any important matches. This is the match he chooses. This is what he wants. This is like when, when, okay, remember when Omega was like being tormented by Moxley and Don Callis said, "I'll give you anything you want," and like John Moxley or someone said. Okay, I want not a shot at the championship. I want a tag match next week. That's, yeah. th- that was like this. I mean, it was even worse. You can have anything you want to, to make you happy. Well, I want to match some. I want to wrestle some old J- Japanese guy that I love uh, on a pay per view. Okay, I'm good. Now Eddie's happy. Now he gets the time, and now he's all weeping, crying. This is what exactly. he and cries like a little bitch too. On top of that, like in tears, bro. Oh, yeah, he had a match with a fuck. He had a professional wrestling match with a professional wrestler. <laughs> Big like fucking Holy <laughs> shit! He saw Jesus. That's what happened there. I mean, Jesus. I mean, what a puss wad. <laughs> yeah, I know. It makes I'm, him look I'm actually bipolar. That, 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 that I can't get myself out of. So I'm just gonna stop and just say this. This this sucked, and nobody fucking cares. I didn't care. Fuck Eddie Kingston with a self-indulgent masturbatory doofy matches and fuck Tony Khan for giving in to this bullshit. <laughs> what he said. <laughs> Perfectly put. That was brilliant, Jeff. Thank you. I couldn't have put it any better myself, so I'm not even going to give that any justice because you... Comment of the night, easily. Anyway, let's move on to the main show, actually, Jeff. It is Jungle Boy Jack Perry versus Luchasaurus in a steel cage match. And I'll... I'll be fair here. I'll be actually fair. This match wasn't too bad. It had a lot of things going for it. It had the drama. It had somewhat psychology. Um, Jungle Boy ends up winning, even though that 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 Shawn Michaels leap off the top of the cage with the elbow drop, I don't think really connected properly with the table. Or was I seeing things? It did. No, no, it didn't. And like he he hit it wrong. I mean, this this, this is. Very close to probably exactly what everyone thought it was going to be. Christian getting injected, you know, was probably a little bit different. Like, I mean, I think what was my I predicted that Christian would probably be trying to interfere like towards the top of the cage, and the Jungle Boy 
would like push off his head or his, you know with it was like and like jump down 14 feet onto lucha so <laughs> yeah. except for christian being there yeah that's what he did he jumped off something really high he did a shane mcmahon spot he didn't hit it as well as shane mcmahon it was a little bit weird to go for the submission instead of the pin after that move but i guess he wanted to add insult to injury because it's a grudge match. it was fine it was probably four or five minutes longer than i would have liked it to be but whatever the, the this is a match they've been building or a few they've been building for about a year or more. It was supposed to be with Christian. Christian got hurt, so they put Luchasaurus into it. Luchasaurus doesn't have the personality of Christian. And for a big guy, he really doesn't, you know, since he's always sort of just been told to be sort of an oak tree, you know, he's, he's always been the extra guy. The, the muscle doesn't have to say anything. He doesn't really have much presence to him for, for a big guy. So this was sort of a, you know, for being a big match, it was sort of a nothing match. It, 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 like I often call things like Coke Zero, that it tastes okay, but there's no calories. <laughs> Coke Zero, bro. This was a this was a Coke Zero match. It, it's fine. I would I wish I wish it was a smaller it was, bottle, but it was fine. It was a good match to start the card, like the main card on. I think. Yeah, like, well, yeah was, I mean, first of all, you got the time to to lower the cage, and then right, you exactly. can raise it while you're doing your other in between, you know, recaps or promos or vignettes. While people are going to the bathroom and buying concessions, so yeah, it was, it was yeah definitely the right match to start the car with. Unless it was unless it was a world title match in a cage, there's no no reason to start with anything else. It would take too much time. So no, I, I don't have any issue with the match placement. I don't really have any real issue with the match. I mean, we had blood. It, you know, it just the big man was, was dominating until was, he wasn't. The underdog babyface was fighting from it, underneath and. Got his revenge, and I guess. And it felt like the blow off too. It felt like the blow off to this feud, but we both know it's not, which is stupid. On top of that, well, but maybe it will be until Christian gets better. Like maybe Jungle Boy I will hope. fight himself into some sort of contention. Not that you need to seem to need to be in contention. You can just you can just like run into Orange Cassidy and ask him what's in his bag, and I go, "You like it? <laughs> you want to fight for it?" I mean, but I mean, maybe Jungle Boy will be in contention for uh, an important title in four months. And we'll forget because we won't we won't have seen Christian for six weeks, and then Christian runs out and screws him out of it, and then then they can have their, the proper feud they were supposed to have. Yeah, and no, I agree with you one hundred percent. Chris Paul in the chat says once again, does anyone know the market for AEW in Japan? I mean, what do the companies over there gain by sending wrestlers to be on Rampage or Dynamite? Seems like a one way road. Um. Eh. Do we know what the market is? I mean, the only thing we could tell you is that Forbidden Door got 7,000 buys through New Japan World. So really? that probably that tells you... That, yeah. So so that probably tells you that the market for AEW in, in Japan is probably pretty low. Um, what do they get? I guarantee you that Tony Khan pays 100% of their freight. They, get, they probably get three times what their usual rate is. They get flown to the United States. They take probably seven to ten bookings over a two-week period. They go back, and, and New Japan or DDT or whoever the, their name gets floated on US TV, which does them very little good. But basically, Tony Khan is paying to advertise for other companies because this is it's self-masturbatory for him. He loves New Japan wrestling. He loves all these old fat bald guys. He, I mean, he loves the same shit Tony, Eddie Kingston loves. Including crying. <laughs> Look, man, everyone knows I'm a, I'm a Japanese wrestling fan, so I'm not going to shit on Japanese wrestling like the way you do. 
but I get where you're coming from. I'm not shitting on the wrestling, just shitting on the appetite for it here. And also, what you can tell from New Japan is generally they're giving the least they can. I mean, yes, we saw Okada a couple of times and Tanahashi. Yeah, but, but but the person we see the most is Ishii. Every now and then, Hikaleo. I mean, we're, we're Rocky Romero. We're we're getting their we're getting their D squad. It's true. No, you're right. It would have been great to see say Naito even on Dynamite or whatever. Yeah, but it's fun to see Naito, Sonata, even Evil. Yeah, we didn't, we didn't get none of them. Not even Evil, right? I don't think Evil ever made an appearance in AEW. Yeah, interesting. Well, anyway, Jeff, let's move on because the next matchup I felt like was the match of the night, even though I'm confused, because it's the Death Triangle in Pac, Penta, El Zero, Miedo, and Ray Phoenix, not Phoenix. Absolutely the match of the night. I agree 100 percent this 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 match was great it was but the, and before we continue it was against the elite in kenny omega matt jackson and nick jackson for the aw world trios championships and don Callis is also on commentary for this one i want to say this was this a bedlam match or was this a normal tag trios match because if it was bedlam brilliant fucking match if it wasn't then i've got a lot of issues with it oh this is the one thing I want to ask about the cage match. Did they make it clear that the cage match was pinfall or submission only? What? Only? Well, if, because if it wasn't, Luchasaurus ran, walked right out of the cage door early on. I'm like, did he just win? Didn't he just win when he walked out the cage? <laughs> I, I mean, the cage match, if you walk out, you win. I mean, oh, Christian, shit. remember Christian lifted the key from the referee and the referees saw following around slowly, Christian on the door, and... Chris, and Luchasaurus just walks out, and then they can then unify. And it wasn't clear. So I'm, I'm there confused for two and a half minutes going, is this submission or DQ only? Commentary is not saying anything. And if they said it earlier, it went over my head. And But if this is a normal cage match, I mean, you can win by pinfall submission. But normally you win a cage match by whoever gets out of the cage first. And like I said, Luchasaurus just strolled on out that's weird um maybe they will well there's your out right i mean if they really really want come you know this wednesday on dynamite luchasaurus or christian can actually say that you never won the match jungle boy you think you did but you didn't blah 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 uh, you know maybe maybe one of the listeners i mean i know we have at least one knows that anyway but was this a bedlam i mean i don't think it was like a tornado match rules but i think that with the trios or six man there's more latitude than with tag team and listen aw doesn't do disqualifications anyway and we're we're going to talk about it when we get to the the jarrett's uh darby lethal oh, yeah, match yeah. i mean satnam right. singh kept doing things right there and to, i don't recall that being a no dq match either and you got satnam singh doing coming into the into the match not once but twice okay well the, okay and that's fine right we don't know shit. that's fine Right. The referee's looking right at a, at, a, at a telephone pole, basically. Okay, well then, then specify for fuck's sake, AEW, that you guys are just basically, it's a wrestling promotion, anything fucking goes. It's, it, you know, we are, it's, it's lucha rules, basically. Right, it's I mean, not, it's not, it's not ECW, but, well, isn't it 20 in AEW? It's supposed to be a 20 only in lucha rules matches, but, I mean, the, the refs don't even bother to count half the time. 
I know this has been a gripe of ours for probably over, probably since its inception. It is. Right? I thought it and was a 20 count at first because I think one of the first matches it was. was I'm sure match. it fucking was. In so Japan, it's a 20 AW as well. Game? Right. I, I don't know, man. I don't know with this company anymore, but, you know, we just got to go with the flow. You just got to look at it for what it is, right? Yeah. If you look at it for what the fuck it is, awesome shit. Yeah, but I like this match quite a bit. No House of Black interference. Surprisingly, like, uh, Pack who who seemingly forgot about the the bell hammer um, on Dynamite this week remembered it this week. Phoenix again was not into it. He basically had the, a similar story in the Swerve match uh, claim, but uh, Penta uh, not Penta Phoenix sort of reluctantly took the the timekeeper still did hammer. It though. He still it. fucking did it, and they won. And, and so the, 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 the lessons we learned from professors Fenix and Lee are that cheating cheaters win and people who play by the rules lose and, and lose not just status and titles, but also friends. If, um, if, if you're not cheating, you're not trying. Get right. it? <laughs> now, you, are you aware that they are now going to have a best of seven series between the elite and the... And they're the not? Yes. They are. Best of seven. I was saying this in text messages where you and I were texting each other. I actually sent you a text saying, really? Best oh, that's out right. of seven I, matches? I, I said, kill me now, right? That, yeah, that was my kill reaction. me now. Wow. Look, yeah. I'm sure they're all going to be bangers, right? I'm sure. You can't drag this out seven weeks, man. I just don't, I, I don't want to see the same people fighting every single week with each other. <sighs> And I bet it's going to go all the way to seven. I guess I'll gauge the of crowd. Of course it's see. going all the way to seven. Oh, boy, man. Come on, man. I know Regal was it? No, not Regal. It was Booker T. And was it Finley? I think in WCW or NWE. Yeah, I mean, we've seen best of seven. I mean, there was Cesaro. Oh, Benoit and Booker as well. And Benoit and Booker T in WCW. Yeah. Uh, listen, I've never really been a fan of best of seven because I don't really want to see anyone that much. But singles matches tend not to go as long as trios matches do um and there's only so many spots i can i can take it it, it, it it's not my preferred type of wrestling when it's done, done well i enjoy it but it's, it's too much of it is too much and that's too much like if, if they said best two out of three i'd be like eh, that's not so bad i mean i would prefer that the elite had to you know, listen. I'm, gl I'm glad they were self-aware. I picked, I picked that triangle to retain because I did think the elite were self-aware enough to know they shouldn't book themselves with titles right away. Um, they will absolutely recapture these titles. Um, but uh, uh -oh, I don't know what's going on, with Jimmy, over there. And I hope I'll just keep talking. I guess. Um, but yeah, it's 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 going to be too much of uh, Cerro Miedo and super kicks and. V triggers and eight point arm drags and things like that. So you were frozen on my side, so I don't know if I was frozen on your side. So I don't know. I just kept you were you were frozen on my side, but I'm pretty sure I was the problem and not you. So I probably would have recorded what you said. But were okay. you still talking about the trios match? Yeah, I do. I didn't want to yeah. move on to another match, but I, I I wasn't saying anything important. I was just sort of complaining about the things that will that that we'll see too much of in in the next seven weeks. Which is interesting because if House of Black doesn't come back until after this best of seven, they'll have been out about four months from that. 
which you know isn't exactly a suspension and it's not exactly the six month non-compete that they were talking about or the, but but it's enough of a mental health break but it wouldn't make sense with all the vignettes we're getting i mean the the implication of these vignettes unless it's veer is coming or emelina usually means that somebody's coming soon <laughs> i mean so true uh very soon but uh i don't i guess we'll see can I ask, speaking of Emma quickly, is Emma signed to WB now? Is that official or? Yeah, she's been on the last couple of weeks. Yeah, they're, they're even okay, right. they're, they're even playing into her real life relationship with Madcap Moss. Probably about right. And I don't know. She she, I, I've never really seen anything in Emma so or Tennille Dashwood. So I, I don't know what people say. Um, I I don't really remember seeing her wrestle because she came into Ring of Honor with Lifeblood and she immediately injured her shoulder and was out for a year and didn't resign. And I don't watch Impact. Um, she's a much better wrestler than you give her credit for, Jeff. Well, I'm not, she, I'm not, not giving her credit. I just don't remember her wrestling. But uh, it's been probably five years and I don't know. I, I don't I don't find her to have a whole lot of charisma and... Like she's pretty, but like she's not. She's like not style. charismatic. No, nah, she's not charismatic yeah. at all. But she is a a mighty fine, good wrestler in the ring. But okay. anyway, that's for that's for another show and another time. But like I was saying, man, this match had absolutely everything. And towards yeah. the impact, throws Ray the hammer, but he throws it right back and gets clubbed with a V trigger, and um, and then Adula can't keep Phoenix down. Because Matt throws the bastard into the barricade, Panther running hot, sling blades for everybody. I mean, there was Frankensteiners on Phoenix, there was BTE triggers on Pac. Uh, there was everything in this matchup. It was chaos, it was quick, it was fast. And I'm, I'm going to say this Kenny and the Bucks looked so on point tonight, man. They did. Like, they they were just did no, very crisp. Probably some of the crispiest. I've even seen them. I'm not going to lie. They must you have been training like, a lot. You sound like you like what you saw, the crispy. I did. I liked it. You're on the King of Wrestling channel. <laughs> you asshole. Oh, it's I was a second to too late. You were about to spit water out. Ah, I almost got you. I almost Not all over my, my stuff, right. please. Real question, though. Don Callis on commentary. Their right. faces now, and you know he's a natural heel, but he's he's trying not to be too healy, but he's still himself, which is sort of a dick, and he's a great dick. But how does he work with this, and why is Nakazawa and and Brandon Cutler still with them? I mean, their faces, guys, stay in the back. Yeah, I don't have a clue, but it is what it is. They're just they're always going to be there. Don Penny a god and all that other stuff. I mean, Don Callis is awesome, dude. Like I. I for like Don for a heel, right? But even though, well, they're kind of tweeners, but they are baby faces. Don't get me wrong, but Callus sort of brings him into that tweener sort of mode. Do you know what I mean? The By the way, he talks faces. about it. No, he's the only kid. Him and the entourage. I mean, I mean, is like Tony Khan is such a tool. I mean, I can't possibly say I can't pay them their a pay per view appearance fee if they're not if they don't appear on TV. So let's get them with security. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure I'll pay them anyway. I mean, they they all have you know backstage jobs. I, I think packaging the action figures or whatever their their EVP jobs entitle them to do, drawing posters, playing hangman, um, playing with hangman. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. For fuck's sake. Well, Chris in the chat says, "Well, fellas, I must sign off. We'll listen to the rest of the show at work tomorrow. Always entertaining hearing you, your take on shit." 
One more question. If Luchasaurus would drop the dino gimmick, come out in a suit speaking proper grammar as a dominant heel, would it work or is it too late for him? So you're basically saying, Chris, you want him to be Aaron Edwards, basically? Uh, not Edwards. Um, Aaron Stevens. Aaron Stevens, yes. Sorry. Um, That's what I meant. Is it too late for him? It might be only because it's so crowded in AEW, but he does have a master. So if he came out as the giant genius, I think that would be fun. But it seems like he, I think he needs to go somewhere else to do it. Like he needs to go like to impact or someone and do do it, or maybe try it out on ring of honor. If they ever do get TV, which I'm pretty sure they're not, but, um, or, or maybe that's what AEW does. They lend him to new Japan and then he tries out that there. He would be perfect in Japan, even with the Luchasaurus gimmick, I think. Yeah, but but he's asking a particular there. question. I, I like I like the idea with him being you using his master's thing and walking around a robe and whatever and like You've always said that too. Yeah, and saying, so. saying people have been judging me on my appearance for the last fifteen years. I'm I'm pretending to be a dinosaur now. But nobody nobody remembers I was a TV star and I have a master's in medieval studies. I can recite the Canterbury Tales in six languages and <laughs> <clears throat> you know, it'd be fun Chris also says yeah if he came out and ripped the mask off saying saying enough of this shit and tears through the roster that would be great it would be it reminds me of Kane taking off his mask if you remember yeah, with nobody, RVD nobody tears through the roster every, n- nobody is a, is an easy out you know maybe every now and then the nickname or you know QT Marshall gets squashed but for Serpentico but for a while, it would be funny if what he did was go after everyone who had like a lizard or reptile gimmick. So he goes after <laughs> Serpentico, like he goes after Serpentico, like, oh, I hate lizard gimmicks. <laughs> <laughs> like anyone it who uses the cobra, <laughs> it's like. But but what would you call him? Like, would you do like a Abyss Chris Park sort of gimmick, even? I don't know. I I would need some time to 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 think about it, but. Uh, you know, I, I think the the genius giant is fine. The genius giant, or the genius dinosaur. I mean, it has a sense. He's got. I've got a master's in medieval studies, and I'm about to go medieval on your ass. He could do the the <laughs> Ding Rames line from uh, the Pulp Fiction. I, mean, I don't know. Yeah, all well, sorts yeah, of you could. Yeah, you, you could have all. Absolutely. You could have all sorts of. You know, you could have moves like the Iron Maiden, and <laughs> you know the. The, the disembowel meant I don't know <laughs> the, Jesus the, he could he could be the flame man I, I don't I don't know but no nobody tears Flamista <laughs> yeah. yeah I don't know it, it, it those are not so good but you know it, it, we could brainstorm it but and, and you know but he would have to come out like you know like Lanny Poffo or Shane Douglas <laughs> did and, and give recitations and what the and, Dean right oh it'd be <laughs> funny though if like you know Eddie Kingston said Jesus Christ, I've had enough. Everyone interrupts me, and you're here, sitting here talking about Beowulf. Fuck <laughs> this. And then they, and they, they, they <laughs> that would be funny for some reason. That I'd laugh. I mean, yeah. Because really, he's got no substance. He was a conspiracy theorist. <laughs> yeah, I mean, even that would be funny where he's gone, he's gone loony, but like totally. It's a conspiracy, you know, blah, blah, blah. You know, Dinosaurs are still out there. I, I, I would love to do a, a alternate reality, alternate timeline gimmick show, and I, I think that's an awesome one to have fun with. Um, but it's one seventeen a.m. my time. 
<laughs> we're only on the, the second match of the card, so... Well, yeah, this... We're, we're talking about alternate gimmicks for Luchasaurus. I know, what the fuck, right? <laughs> I mean... But no, that's a good question, though. But uh, yeah, like we are saying, and we're trying to go through, Death Triangle did win by pinfall with a victory roll from Ray Phoenix on Kenny Omega to retain the AEW Trios Championship. Um, post-match, Phoenix is down about, about giving in and using the hammer, but Pack and Penta give him a pep talk... But and then we move on to the next match. It is Jade Cargill, your AEW TBS champion, versus Nyla Rose, who apparently is also the TBS champion. If you saw the graphics, that's what it fucking said. They're both the TBS champions. That's dumb. That, that's How fucking dumb. dumb is that shit? It's as dumb as having Vicky Guerrero out there screeching like a vulture. Who's your mommy, Jeff? Who's Ridic- your mommy? Ridiculous. She's just terrible. <laughs> Not your puppy. Well, obviously, it was a throwback to Eddie Guerrero. It is his anniversary, actually, pretty much now. It's always his anniversary. Every goddamn no, but day. Really, I know, but he died in November. Oh, every wrestling show, someone's doing a tribute to Eddie Guerrero, which which waters down tributes. Yeah, I mean, everyone loved Eddie, though, man. So I'm cool with it. But yeah, you're right. They do overthought. it. Started. I mean, it must have started when I went on hiatus from wrestling because... Eddie, Eddie wasn't that loved when I was watching. He was just a guy. Uh, yeah, well, I was a big fan of Eddie's, but yeah. Anyway, uh, Kajul ends up getting the win. She did look like Thundercat, oddly yeah. enough. A, a for and, F, um, her coming out as Thundercats. I, I tweeted, Thundercats can't be heels, and, and she wasn't. She, she wrestled as the face, even though she has baddies there, but the baddies didn't really do anything. Uh, Marina yeah, Shafir yeah. was there. Thank God she did nothing, and Vicky Guerrero Thank was there God. screeching like a freaking it was terrible i mean it, it's 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 not entertaining and if i was a fan i'd be upset by that i would want money back for for that anyway yeah this, this was this was a pretty sloppy match but this is what you'd expect it's, this was also probably longer than it should have been but i know they want to make keep nyla as a beast blah 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 <laughs> her um gladiator flap unfortunately moved yeah, out of its strategic positioning. So that can sure we call that... this match what it is? It's a fucking intergender match, all right? Yeah, That's what Jimmy got what he wanted. He got he got plenty of cock shots. Fuck! <laughs> Thank God, well, our feed was pixelated. When he was calling for the small package, AEW no. said no. <laughs> you're getting the big package, and you're getting the women's match. <laughs> fuck you, TK. You cunt. Seriously, fucking hell. Yeah, no, you're right. Ugh. Yeah, this is an intergender match. I don't care what anyone and, says. And I really wanted to give Jade my dollar this week for full gear for the Thundercat, and she is hot. But but I couldn't because somebody else listened to my advice later on in the show. So, oh really? This this match was yeah whatever. It was it it was what you knew it would be. You knew it would be three or four minutes too long. It was exactly that. And it was the shittest match on the card. Let's be real here. <laughs> well, on the regular show, I mean, right. Know. Maybe, well, maybe, maybe on the entire show. Possibly, it's right up there, that's for sure. Yeah. But like you said, Jay Cargill wins by pinfall with Jaded to retain the AEW TBS Championship. Uh, anyway, but we move on to the next matchup. It is the American Dragon, Brian Danielson versus Chris Jericho versus Claudio Costagnoli versus Sammy Guevara for the Ring of Honor World Championship. As Jericho is the one to defend. This match, I, I didn't really like it until kind of like halfway through. 
Once the Sammy Jericho stuff started rolling along, it got a lot more interesting. But it was kind of obvious. We both called this match pretty much how it's going to go. And it did. And uh, Jericho retains and wins by pinfall with the Judas effect on Claudio Costagnoli to retain the Ring of Honor World Championship. Yeah, this was a tale of two matches. I agree. It started out really slow and I was not digging it. But once they stopped being JAS versus BCC, it sped up and, and it got much better. The second the second act was definitely quite good. Um, but I have a little side story here. So, you know, La Sicario and Juventud Sicario picked up dinner and brought it back. And I, right. we don't keep soda in the house usually. And so I asked okay. for two Cokes, one for dinner and one to give me fuel while I'm here. And so at dinner, there's two Cokes. And so Juventud oh, no. Sicario takes one. And then oh, no. La Sicario says, no, that's for Jeff. That's for Jeff for later. And he goes, oh, and I take it and I walk and I take it to the fridge. Well, I go to the fridge. He drank the fucking Coke. So I'm going crazy. I'm yelling, motherfucker. God damn it. Really? And, they're, and they're like, are you really mad about a Coke? I'm like, yeah, I'm mad about a Coke. I need the fucking Coke. So I'm here in the office. I close the doors. I lock the door. I put my, uh, I have a little Nixon statuette that I put there <laughs> so no one can come in. I'm like, leave me the fuck alone. I'm like, leave me in fucking peace. I just want to be like they, they went out and they bought me a can of Coke. I'm like, I don't want Just leave me alone. Just leave me in peace. They're like, you're being a baby. I'm like, I don't care. Leave me alone. So that was the first half of this match. Um, Damn. Yeah. So then, so I'm not really sure that the first half wasn't so good, to be honest, because I was a little bit distracted. With no, it sucked. Believe me, it actually sucked. With my temper. I mean, I saw the opening moments and then, and then my temper tantrum. But by the time I got back, it was good. That's like around when they transitioned. And Claudio and and Brian were fighting and and that was cool and the ending was cool and it, you know it, it wasn't it wasn't that Jericho cheated uh, you know to to beat no. Guevara which is, is sort of what we thought right. but it, but you know but you know Jericho really didn't even I mean he sort of snuck in but not really it wasn't even dirty yeah. I mean he won basically clean I mean he did Guevara was out and and he and Jericho jumped over him did sort of a Judas effect it wasn't yeah. he didn't hit it all the way he realized it instead of pretending he did, and he hit another one all the way and, and won the match clean. And Sammy Guevara was still making a face like, why'd you do that? Why'd you do that? <laughs> so, I, you know, they really shouldn't continue the story anymore with that, and hopefully they won't. But Jericho retained. Pretty much everyone predicted that. A few people predicted, you know, uh, Brian. No one predicted Claudio. Um, a couple of people said, well, they should put it on Sammy. He's, he's the young one, but... Um, no, not yet. It's good not time yet. This this match was good. I mean, up until this point, this was to me what was my second favorite match out of four. So I mean, you know, but but yeah, I I mean, the the half that I paid attention to, I liked. No, absolutely, me too. And the first half did suck. Trust me, it, it really did. The second half was was brilliant, and um, this now sets up, I guess, for Jericho Sammy Guevara. Ring of Honor World title match in the future. I'm not going to say it's going to happen right away, but I think it does set up where possibly Sammy Guevara actually becomes your Ring of Honor champion. I will say this. Where was Ty Conti, man? Where's Ty Conti? Where's Anna JAS? Where's Daniel sure. Garcia? Where's Matt Maynard? Where's... What's going on? Cool hand Angelo Parker. I mean, we saw Jake Hager in the back, but not in a back segment, but not there, which, by the way, is fine. I, you know, 
whenever whenever they choose less people instead of more people it's good and remember when we were doing rampage when we were doing uncaged i said that right. i thought that tony might panic and and do a lot of spinneroonies and whatever but that generally they're pretty good about not having too much nonsense of pay-per-views and so he's not panicking um this there wasn't too much nonsense in sure. it so I, I i really don't have any complaints about that so yeah where are they where indeed interesting question but not everyone gets to be on a pay-per-view no absolutely you're right but they have been missing for more than just a pay-per-view though lately that's the thing but uh anyway it is what it is oh anna jay was on a match recently um only anna jay right but no where's maynard and um and edge and where's i I think they're both married to the i think they're both married to the draft kings woman (laughs) maybe maybe well we move on to the next matchup it is dr b baker dmd versus soraya and um it was a battle of the houses and whose house it was mm-hmm. but Soraya ends up winning by pinfall with a capture DDT in a decent match it was okay it was alright I mean yeah I, I mean people were shitting on this match I mean I, I didn't think it was bad I thought that both women performed pretty well I mean oh, the curb sure. stomps were not really curb stomps they were sort of middle of your back stomps they were girl stomps they were girl stomps they were girl stomps <laughs> um, yeah. I mean a couple too many false finishes I Okay, AEW did the same thing with Brian when he came back. They had Brian pretend that his head was injured when it wasn't. And Soraya started doing the same thing. Like, she was even pretending like her left arm wasn't working. But Britt caught yeah. on to it. I mean, you, they, they do weird things where they sort of toy with real injuries. And, like, which is a healy thing to do, not a face thing to do. And I, I don't know if I like it or not. I, I, I didn't really like it here. I mean, you knew as soon as, as, soon as you saw Zach Zodiac or... Soraya's brother, whatever there's a relative there is, you know, that's like increases the chances of a victory. But everyone knew Soraya had to win this match. She did win this match. She won a clean. Britt came out alone, so she did. She didn't have her backup. Yeah, it was yeah, okay. That's so, true. And Soraya took my advice. She changed up her wardrobe. She had something that was pushing up the boob, showing a little cleavage. So <laughs> she she got my dollar, uh, my full gear dollar, and so. So she did. She got your dollar. Yeah, she got my dollar. Yeah, one hundred percent got your dollar. Yeah, I really wanted to get. The- <laughs> I'd buy that for a dollar. <laughs> Sorry, I, 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 it's my. I, I have to pick up on those cues. Because <laughs> I, <laughs> I, I kept asking you. <laughs> I only do eleven shows with you a week. I mean, I should. I know. know I know. <laughs> I know. That's true. I mean, geez, <laughs> but it's always a pleasure, Jeff. But um, yeah. I mean, Soraya looks a lot better than I was probably expecting. I mean, Britt kind of did carry the match, though, but um, I guess we're still going to continue with this feud, or we just move on now. It's like it never happened, because clearly Britt Baker didn't give a fuck that she lost. Well, I mean, later on, we see Britt, you know, getting involved with Tony, but we've already already seen that, so you're asking me what AEW is going to do with their women's (laughs) division? I couldn't possibly tell Who the fuck knows? Well, yeah, that's true. Well, speaking of, no I mean, one I can possibly Sky Blue will be involved. Please forget it. Enough of her already. But after the match, though, we see footage of John Moxley getting some last-minute prep in with Willie Uda and William Regal. As we move on to the next matchup, that was Jeff, so corny. That was corny. It was and like the it was crowd's MMA. booing him. They're booing. Yeah, we'll get to that at the main event. But yeah, but I they felt were booing sort of him bad. here too. Oof, I felt bad for Moxley, dude. I'm not going to lie. They were booing Regal also. It's like everybody knew what was going to happen. It was either 
עם ג'ף ווינס או... I mean, I know all 9600 of the ticket holders listen to the PWC, so they probably got tipped <laughs> off by us. Yeah, for sure. We're hey, huge man, we'll... in Newark. We're huge, huge in the North huge. New Jersey area. Actually, we are. We've got a lot of listeners in, in Jersey, believe it or not. I think Jersey, Jersey could be one of our highest uh, listener base in the States because you know, it shows what states are listening to you the most. We're very popular on the West Coast, though, too. Well, you know what New Jersey is? It's the Garden State. The, hey, that's what also... Garden Views. Mm. Funny, Victoria, Melbourne, Victoria is also known as the Garden State. Well, a lot of synchronicities happening here. There we go. How's that? And you that? can learn all about synchronicities on many episodes of the Garden of Doom. <laughs> you can, absolutely. You can also check out uh, Garden of Doom on the Hamoon Media Network, too. Just quietly. It's true. It's true. It's true. It's damn true. Not quietly. Well, loudly. Loudly. Yeah. Absolutely loudly. Well, speaking of loudly, we had I'm a Huss match up next. It was Samoa Joe versus Warlow versus Powerhouse Hobbs. For your AEW TNT Championship, Warlow was the one defending. And we both said, actually, not just us two, pretty much everyone at the PWC Network pretty much said that Joe was here to take the pin between Warlow or Hobbs. He's the old guy. His title wasn't on the line. Right, right. And we did say, actually, on the prediction show, Jeff, you and I were both talking, and you brought it up first, that even if Joe did win, which we doubted, but if he did win, you'd be cool with it. And I said, me yeah. too. Joe two but it won't happen. It would be awesome. Right. But, I, but I was Joe two belts. I was fantasy booking. Right, I wasn't, exactly. I wasn't predicting that at all. I mean, no. I don't want, I don't want the, to mislead the audience if they're listening no, first. No. But, we did, but we did run through that scenario and a game plan that that would be cool and we were both okay with it. But what we didn't, what we forgot was that that Tony Khan masturbates to tapes of Ring of Honor and Samoa <laughs> Joe was the longest reigning Ring of Honor champion so there's there's a lot of come between, there's a lot of Tony Khan's DNA between him <laughs> and it's got a lot, a lot of double <laughs> a lot of coiled snakes between him and uh, Samoa Joe yeah coiled snakes he wants he wants his <laughs> hug he wants Samoa <laughs> Joe to give him that hug he's going to get he's that hug. hug he's probably getting that hug right now on the media scrum <laughs> Uh, he's probably getting fluffed up by TK right now as we speak. That's right. Yuck. Yuck. Anyway, enough of DNA. Like, T- I put on uh, Hawaiian Tropic for you, Joe. I hope you like it. <laughs> oh, and then slaps his fat ass for, like as he's walking off. Can you imagine Joe's reaction to him? i like, what? Do you like canola oil? Do you like <laughs> oh, yeah. oh, God. I made That's... you a virgin pina colada with cocaine. <laughs> <laughs> drink, drink. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, got, well, got, this, got this match completely wrong. Well, I think everyone did. I mean, was there anyone that thought realistically that Joe was going to win? And if, you, and if anyone says yes, bullshit. I didn't hear a single person do it on, uh, you know, I didn't see anyone on Twitter. I didn't Nobody. see anyone. I didn't hear it on on the on the six or seven wrestling podcasts I routinely listen to, and you know I guess I guess through Figure Four on the free stuff on Figure Four online or Wrestling Observer online, um, I probably get four or five different podcasts a week from that. They didn't mention any. I mean, nobody had this. I guess if you can't decide between your two young bucks, you do what uh, uh, King Solomon would do, not Jason Solomon, and you. Uh-huh. You don't choose. You give it to the old guy, and you ignore the you ignore the kids. 
they're young. They got time. Actually, Wardlow's not that young. Did we? Did we? Did we say he's thirty-five or thirty-six? Yeah, dude. Yeah. I was shocked. I was like, I could have sworn he was in his twenties still, but damn, was I wrong. Yeah. Uh, uh, so much yeah. for a rookie, right? I mean, yeah. well, geez, Tony man. swerved us with Samoa Joe's belt not being on the line. I mean, that that was a little bit weird. Um, I, you know, and it'd be nice to say, well, he's not going to put any Ring of Honor titles on on an AW pay per view, which is not true. But that's why FTR was there because, I mean, we just talked about the the Fatal Four Way, right? Uh, God, man, unbelievable. Well, Joe ends up winning the AW TNT Championship by submission with the Coquina Clutch on Powerhouse Hobbs. Before we move on, Jeff, though. How stupid is Wardlow posing for the crowd in a title match on a pay-per-view and doing this? this. He deserved to lose, so I'm actually, I I mean. And when you do that stupid fucking slap, whatever he does, you know how he's like. Yeah, he does the wind up for his little. Fucking please, man. Stop doing that. He's a big guy. He should. He should. He needs to watch more Road Warriors and Doom matches to learn how to. Absolutely, absolutely. Take uh, that advice, Wardlow. If- like I would have. I would have been very happy if Hobbs won. I would have been surprised, but very happy. I, Me too. You know what? I would have been I'm, happy with either one of them winning. Actually, I'm. O- I'm okay with with the ending. Like Joe, two belts is pretty cool. I mean. But like, I wouldn't be surprised if like he was injured and out for the next <laughs> four months. I mean, yeah, don't say that. He's had I mean, that's what happens. So he wins yet. titles right. and, he, and he gets injured. True. He won the NXT True. title and then he, he he was injured and had to be stripped of it immediately. Fucking sad. Well, look, like I said, I'm happy about it. It's just it's surprising. Even though we did talk over that what if scenario, yeah. but even we were like. Yeah, but that's not going to happen, though. But right. it'd be cool if it did, but it won't. Yeah, it's and as it likely as Luchasaurus as the, 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 the genius gimmick. Right, it's true. It's true. We'll see. Maybe they are listening to us, Jeff. Who knows? But, um, yeah, like I said, Samoa Joe wins the AWTNT Championship and he's Joey Two Bouts, I guess. Joey Two um, Bouts. Joey Two Bouts and multiple promotions. Promotions. Mm-hmm. <laughs> anyway... We get Tony Schiavone interviewing Chris Jericho and Jake Hager in the back. Jericho says you might call what happened between him and Sammy Guevara dissension, but he calls it competitiveness and he appreciates it because Sammy is a future world champion, but not tonight because he's the Ocho and the greatest Ring of Honor world champion of all time. Uh, I didn't mind this little promo, but uh, after that, though, Orange Cassidy and Dan Elson then roll up. Orange says he's got a good friend who's a former Ring of Honor champion who deserves a title match. And guess and who that friend is, is, Jeff? And this is when it went downhill. I, I know who that friend is. It, it's a shrink wrap mini King Kong Bundy. <laughs> it's shrink wrap mini King Kong Bundy in Tomohiro Ishii. And he wants that match on Wednesday. Jericho reminds Cassie that he owes him $7,000 for a jacket and addresses Ishii telling him he remembers him as a young boy back when he worked for for Teneru, getting him his coffee and shining his shoes. If he wants a shot, he's got it. Hager asks Orange what's in the bag, and Cassidy pulls out the All-Atlantic Championship and books a total match before complimenting him on his hat, which Jake accepts angrily. And again, I don't get... Like, I love the hat thing, mm-hmm. but uh, are we getting a Jake Hager-Orange match also now for the All-Atlantic yes, Championship? Are. Uh, I'm not clear if it's on Dynamite or Rampage, but yes, we are. Um, my guess is it's going to be the main event on Rampage. This and and yeah, I didn't even too. realize at the time the All Atlantic belt was not defended on the on this card. Yes, I guess 
I, I guess Newark is nowhere near the Atlantic, so. Oh God! And, and what's this shit? There's a there's a video package after that of a sad cowboy hitting people with with a guitar, and then there's wrestlers who are really ghosts or something, like in the Crow or the Cure. Anyway, they ain't playing, Jeff. Apparently, they just they ain't playing because Lethal comes in. His shorts have a really weird pattern on them that draws attention to his pee-pee, but in a bad way, Jeff. It's the PWC. That? We're going to talk about, about the penis. penis. We're going to talk about, about penis. penis, people. <laughs> it kind of made him look really small or something, man. I don't know, Jeff. We talk about small penises, too. <laughs> he, and then he comes the other guy, the outlaw cowboy man's... Now we know why Jay Winkle's been in minor league most of his life. <laughs> That's right. Jeff Jarrett comes out anyway it's like if your uncle took steroids Jeff Jarrett would be the guy anyway who cares he comes out to his old school sort of garb and then we got the match between Darby Allen and Sting versus Jay Lethal and Jeff Jarrett in a no disqualification match this one was a no disqualification match was, was it a no disqualification match it was okay well alright then then the, all the shit was Satnam Singh and the referee just looking and makes sense so that's fine yeah I guess it is fine and it was fun even what Satnam, the way they've been using Satnam lately, I've actually enjoyed. That's yeah, how you no, use it. I mean, I liked how Darby did that coffin drop from, you know, and, they, and he just caught him and then threw him aside. I mean, that was brilliant, dude. He just throws him. Um, that was great. That was awesome, man. But I really can't decide. I mean, AW's roster is so cluttered, so this is sort of fine for Darby, but he's someone that they, you know, said was going to be like one of their future stars. And it's, three three and a half years later and he's doing gimmick matches with sting and i can't decide if they're wasting him or if they're actually protecting him and extending his career by him only wrestling twice every six or seven weeks and one in a, in a gimmick match um i'd like to say the latter jeff because it feels that way but let's go with that let's let's just be positive because it's late but uh yeah this match this match was exactly what it was supposed to be um it was a fun match for a garbage match, if that makes any sense. Yeah. I mean, I would have preferred this was like on the pre-show to get people wound up, you know, as opposed to the other nonsense. Um, but like you said, you don't have Sting and Jeff Jarrett and put it on the pre-show. Um, you don't give that away for free, I guess. Um, but yeah, it was it, it was fine. I mean, Darby doing the, the Undertaker sit-up was weird um but he and wasn't he the doing only the sting fucking ah, fucking punches to the chest well, was weird that, too that's less weird but i guess i mean i guess if he's mimicking sting sting mimics the undertaker thing so i'm I waiting mean, for this baby he's he's morphing into he's morphing into sting and he whatever match was fine and as we said sting is not on aw pay-per-views to lose matches he's there to win matches and jeff jarrett doesn't care he he can lose matches did he did he break a guitar over anyone i think he did i think he, i'm pretty sure he did i think he did a, but did he on miss outside, like sanjay dot or something or yeah, did he... some shit like that it was on the outside i could have sworn i i do recall him getting hitting someone or barely or and, missing and, and what was the point of all those fake stings like were like they weren't like they didn't do anything and they weren't they weren't helping to confuse Sting or Darby or anything they they didn't <laughs> really stings serve, stingers. they didn't really serve any function it's not like he like rented the factory as extra muscle or I, I it was just like people for the sake of nothing I mean was that like 
I mean, I know The Undertaker had druids and Joey Ryan had penis druids and you know, <laughs> Dalton Castle had, like, you know, the boys. I mean, there's been other people that had, like, you know, processions, but was Jeff Jarrett ever one of those that had, like, a procession of people following him? Because Sting wasn't. Other than Deborah and her puppies. Right, no, no, no. But, but, but that's a good pull. Um, <laughs> yeah, very good. And also, well, Karen Jarrett. Yes, and, that's know, another good pull. Too. That's um, a great pull. What a prick. Right. I mean, to, to leave an Olympic gold medalist for Jeff Jarrett. <laughs> I can't believe for, it, man. I mean, literally a guy who, sell, who would sell snake oil and shark cartilage. I mean. Literally. Sorry. And Karen Angle, for her age, is, is great. Don't get me wrong. She was always good looking. But she comes across as one of those dumb, you know, wives that doesn't know shit. You need to have money, basically, for her. That's what she cares about. That's it. As long as you keep feeding her the fucking Benjamins. She's all good. All right. That's just well, the impression I get. I don't know. Probably around the time Kurt was probably going through the family fortune pretty quickly. <laughs> well, lucky for Kurt, he's got a much younger and probably better looking chick right now. Well, we got yeah, Demetrius every- Pontikus in the chat laughing. Are you laughing at me or are you laughing at Karen? Because uh, he's laughing at you. With <laughs> he's you. He's laughing with you. <laughs> he better be. Okay. Anyway. Darby the, Allen and Sting. The Jimmy of the Pontic step. That's it. Darby and Sting win by pinfall with a coffin drop from Allen on Jay Lethal. Not much to write home about other than it was a fun little nostalgic match, but it was typical. Yeah. Um, it, but we move on to the drama next, Jeff, because it's Jamie Hayter versus Tony Storm for the interim AEW Women's World Championship. Tony Best Storm's line of the finish. night. The, the commentary is going, Tony Schiavone is going, you know, the crowd has really gotten behind Jamie Hayter lately. And then Jim Ross totally lies and says, they love Tony Storm too? No, they don't. Nobody cares. No, nobody cares. She's supposed to be the face. She's such a zero. Thank God this experiment is over. Well, welcome to the land of Diamante and Abaddon, Tony Storm. You'll fit right in. No, nah, no, nah, she's not going to get pushed down the card like that. Come on, dude. She should. She's terrible. Nobody cares. Really? You think she's terrible? She's Look, a zero. Such a I'll zero. tell you one thing. She's not been herself in AEW. She's a much better fucking wrestler than what we've seen in All Elite Wrestling. I'm telling you that, Jeff. Well, she sucked you know in WWE. She sucked in NXT. I, I mean, I... I, I no, in NXT, she was good. In WWE, we saw glimpses, but then they destroyed her with the Charlotte cake thing and... Yeah, she was never the same. Lots of people end up in cake. They're fine. It, it's a it's a wrestling trope. If there's cake, it's going in someone's face. I mean, this happens well, all Tony the time. Tony didn't want cake in her face, bro. Well, too fucking bad. <laughs> I mean, she's putting her cakes in everyone's face. <laughs> Touche. I like it. Uh, anyway, that's, I, that's I, true. I, that's true. I, I was never. I everyone was. She's one of those people that everybody's always been talking about. And I've I've never seen her outside of NXT, WWE, AEW, and I I've never been impressed with her. Not a, not a single day in my life. Well, that's you. I think, and I'm not saying this because she's from Australia, right? It's got nothing to do with that. Oh shit, on my own in a heartbeat. No, it's not that. But I do think yeah, she's a lot better. One than Australian you wrestler that you, that you don't like that I don't like. Well, yeah. Hudson is one. Duke Hudson, South African. He's actually yeah, he's South African. Really, but he's Australian though. No, he does thing. suck. You're right. Okay, okay. He you sucks. Named it. Well, right. I almost said one. You did it. 
And well, I can go. I can go on too. Believe me, I hated Billy. I hated Billy K. Jars of mayonnaise, Aussie Open. You love Grayson Waller. I like Aussie Open. Grayson Waller. I, I don't mind so far. He's too Aussie, though. If you get what I mean by that. I mean, I'll give you Rhea because she's terrific. I'll give you Rhea is the best by far. About a personality, but he's terrific. Right. Wait, who? Who'd you say is Buddy Matthews? Terrific wrestler, no personality, but very right. That's the problem with Buddy. Buddy's got the potential. What about him? Jonah's got a bit of personality and he's a big bad Samoan type of guy you know what I'm saying so he's Australian he fucking but, sucks <laughs> I mean, what about if he, if hey WWE what about the other Australian Samoan he's not dude Huskers the pig I'm, I'm, I'm done with WWE <laughs> what about the other Samoan Aussie um, I'm gonna Quinn. become like the Wendell Baugh I'm gonna become a total AEW Mark Tarn. hey you gotta say <laughs> you gotta say that Quinn has got a lot of potential though who? Quinn oh Zion Quinn Yes. He's got the look. I mean, but like he gets hurt a lot and he's, he's okay. like, he's okay as a wrestler. I haven't see, seen. No, he's not that him. great as a wrestler, man. Let's be honest. He's not really that good, but it has the potential because they can teach him how to wrestle. Like eventually he will know how to wrestle, but he won't be any, anything like a. You, you'd be funny if they, if they made him like Roman Reigns administrative assistant and they put him like in Clark <laughs> Kent glasses and, and a suit and he's got to take notes and shit. He's like the oh, scribe. Come on. Remember when Jeff oh. Hardy broke in? Matt Hardy had the scribe, and like yeah, this right, fat right. guy would just appear. Yeah. And be like, yes, sir. <laughs> no, man, that would destroy you, man. But so look, it would be the best thing that ever happened to him. A lot of Aussie wrestlers destroy. Do suck, did it destroy Stacy Keebler? Did it destroy Alexander York? Did it, did it Alexander destroy... York? Right. Did did it? Is it destroying Kiana James? No. It it was the best thing that Dana Brooke ever did in her career when she was doing statistics for Titus Worldwide. True. That, that I was, agree with. That was her best work. Period. There were like two segments with Reggie that were sort of sweet. Well, I agree with you, but let's get back huh? to the women's uh, right. world championship <laughs> matchup. <laughs> I'm only doing this for you, Jeff, because it's late for you, man. I can go on and on, but come on. Well, and also Demetrius says in the chat, Grayson Waller has charisma, but he overdoes it. He hasn't done enough for me yet. Obviously, he hasn't done enough. Yeah, and he does overdo it. He overdoes that Aussiness, if that makes any sense sometimes. I hate him. Button you up your shirt, you jerk. <laughs> but he's a he's got something, and I think he's got potential. He's just too small. That's another problem. Skinny, he's got bad hair, his eyes are too close together. He looks like a Nazi. <laughs> you know what I was going to say he looks like you know when you've had a rough night like you've been out clubbing for fucking like a whole 24 hours pretty much no I don't well I'm sure back in your day you might have done it here and there I'm sure never of course not he's lying folks but anyway he reminds me of one of those guys he came out of the club at like 8 in the morning or some oh, shit he's totally he's a all... diet the Roxbury guy he's definitely one of the bros like <laughs> yeah he'd be like hey mate what's going on hey come here mate never scores <laughs> at the club but it but goes every single week it's in the same uh, place every week I think yeah, he'd score what a few what do you think about that one 100% <laughs> what do you think about that one yeah <laughs> babe yeah is she looking at me yeah she's looking at me she's not looking at me <laughs> come on mate she's looking at me come on because that's yeah, how he, he talks he's, he's too he's, He's definitely that dude. Yeah, absolutely. Too Aussie. He, 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 like he could have been on the Jersey Shore and he would have fit in just. Oh yeah, for sure, for sure. But he's just, definitely, uh, he's definitely a fist pump guy. He's definitely a fist pump guy, and he's not even a wog. When I say wog, an ethnic Aussie, because they're the ones known as your fist pump guys. But you're right, he's a wannabe wog, not that. 
That's so, Grayson Waller. It is Grayson. But anyway, <laughs> anyway, let's move on. But as we we're saying, Jamie Hader wins the interim AEW Women's World Championship by pinfall with the Hader raid. But I just want to touch on. We did sort of touch on it earlier, but I want to say it now. One too many near falls. It should have been done when Britt Baker done the, the girl stomp, I'll call it. Mm-hmm. Outside of the ring and threw it back into the ring and where uh, Hayda done her finishes there and then fucking right. Storm still kicked out. That was the ending. That should have been right. done and dusted right then and there. But no, we had another five near falls after that and that was five right. too many, Jeff. Like, what is the point of having the outside interference assistance and it doesn't work and, and there's no turn between Britt and Jamie Hayter. And if there was supposed to be one, it should have been tonight. Like, Jamie should have said, no, Britt, I told you I want to do it on my own. And she should have hopped her. And then when the crowd cheered for her, then it makes sense because now Jamie Hayter's instantly a face. The crowd wants her to be anyway. They love her. And nobody cares about Tony. So let her turn heel and, and let the crowd boo her because they want to boo her because she gets no reaction now so she can be booed. I mean, they could have done it. There was a perfect opportunity for a double turn. You're exactly right. The outside interference was nothing. And because there was so little outside interference in this match, no sh- so little shenanigans, um, this, this, it, it was just weird. And it was just, you know, like, again, a show that goes for four hours and 40 minutes. If you can cut four or five minutes off of things, cut four or five minutes off of things and make it more impactful. I mean, your ending is actually better. Thanks. And but, shit. Yeah, well, yeah, it should have been. Come on, everyone will say that. I, I'm sure it just felt like that's where it should have ended, but it is what it is. It's AEW. They love dragging shit on. Mm-hmm. And they're the kings of fucking near falls and near falls and just have another 20 near falls. Mm-hmm. Um. Anyway, let's move on from that matchup sure. because we have our tag team championship match next, which is between Swerve in our glory holes in Limitless Keith Lee and Shane Swerve Strickland versus the acclaimed in Anthony Bowens and Max Caster, and it is for the AEW World Tag Team Championships. I didn't like this match, Jeff. Uh it wasn't very good. Um. Yeah, it, it wasn't very good, but it had sort of the ending everyone expected, which was, you know, uh, you know, it was basically the same thing as the Fenix pack story, except Keith Lee declined to cheat with, the, what was that, pliers? Yeah, it was the pliers that he was using to uh, injure the fingers. And, yes. and then Swerve slapped Keith Lee, and Keith Lee basically just walked out of the ring on him, left him alone, and then it was Swerve against the like Acclaim. He had a yeah, beautiful like a started crying and shit. Yeah. He's walking off. Come on. You know, Bowens was selling that his shoulder was really hurt and and they having trouble getting the double team move on, which was weird. Um but too much of this. Yeah. I mean, for the the third match in a trilogy, I mean, unfortunately, these guys had such a great match together in um uh Queens at Flushing at the at Grand they Slam. Did. Sort of hard to live up to that again. Um but it was fine. I mean, again, this is a match that could have or should have been shorter. But, I mean, it wasn't bad. It's just like I ran out of gas sometime yeah. around the women's match. Like, And everyone knows I'm not that big a fan of women's wrestling to begin with. And it was late. And I, I don't – so I, I, you know, I was just out of energy. I didn't have the energy to pay attention. I didn't have the energy to get excited. I mean – and that shouldn't happen at the end of the show. I'm like, 
I wasn't too active on Twitter during it, but but I, uh, you know, I saw like Brian Alvarez say, the crowd is starting to get tired, and 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 he said it either around the women's match or the match right before him, and yeah, right. people get tired. It's 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 too much, and, and I'm and I'm sure people who are listening to the show are tired of hearing us say it and everyone else say it, but Tony, it's too much. It's true. It's too yeah. much, TK. Too yeah. much coke, too, bro. Yeah. The matches are too long. Your endings are overbooked. And you have too much, like, self-indulgence on there and indulgent matches. Like, we didn't need that thing with Ishii set up for Jericho. That could wait a week. And if Ishii couldn't come in a week, you have 42,000 former Ring of Honor champions on your roster. It's true. That's true also. You're right. Spot on and well said, man. And I'm with you. I couldn't have put it better myself. But um, let's actually get to the main event, Jeff. Let's do you a favor. Let's get you sort of rolling. But it is. So proud of you, son. <laughs> God. It is your AEW World Championship matchup between John Moxie, your champion, versus Maxwell Jacob Freeman. Now, I mean, we had. This match was great. It was brilliant. I mean, everyone was behind MJF. Everyone was booing Moxie out of the building, bro. And Regal. And Regal. It was was, was something to see, dude. I mean, I was like, what the hell, man? Like, I actually felt bad for Moxie. Not so much for for Regal. It was just weird. It was weird. It was weird. It was. And you know what? At one point, it felt like Moxie was kind of shifting into a more heelish type of working like in the ring but he's but always works sort of this heelish thing. right now you're right I mean because he I cheats he, you know what I mean like when I say cheat he, he pulls out all the stomps you know what I mean like it's not like Newark and Long Island are that close to each other or, or even culturally you know you know friendly you know probably if you're in Iowa or Australia or whatever you think that now oh, it's different Long Island Newark and, and you're, you're right but there, it makes a big difference. Like, no one in Long Island is like, ooh, Newark, there there are people. No one in Newark is like, well, I don't know, that's our people. Yeah. No, I mean, that, 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 that ain't it, But this is just so weird. I mean, Moxley has carried this fucking company for a year. Like, what what hasn't the guy done? And he's done, like, GCW shows and Bloodsport. And, you know, he, he's gone to shows with his, like, 132 people while he's the AEW champion and you know I don't know and then you know he's cried you know over matches with Tanahashi just like Kingston did you know with, with, I mean at least I've heard of Tanahashi for God's sake uh, Akiyama you meaning right <laughs> I don't I don't care Japanese Dude, Mr. Akiyama, Clean, damn I, don't it. Care. I don't care about Japanese Mr. Clean if, that, um, and if you tell me that guy wasn't Baron Von Rashke I'm calling you a liar that was fucking Baron Von Rashke that's who that was Oh, wow. <laughs> oh no! Yeah. Is it, was there anything else you had to say there, Jeff? I think not. Well, since it's the main event, let me just go through the match and then we'll take it home. But Moxie gets a huge right hand out of the gates. Freeman fires off a weak slap in return, and John drops him with a right hand. Chops in the corner, grinding Max's face across the top rope. More chops, pulling his hair in the turnbuckles. Side headlock, shot off, duck a lariat, drop down, and MJF shuts over him 
and spanks himself on the ass, Jeff. What was that about there, man? <laughs> I don't know. I am, I'm only expert on penis for the PWC. <laughs> I don't know about ass. <laughs> oh, well. Well, after that, we get a low bridge. Uh, my ears, you need Chris Ams for the ass. Ah, true. The bush in the morning guy you're talking about? That's the one. <laughs> Jeez. I, I sent an SOS to him today, and uh, I still take don't it, hear from him. Go fuck yourself. He's pretty much telling me to go fuck myself without saying a word. He's like, I'm sick oh. of your penis talk. He's like, I'm not down with the penis. Well, screw you then, Chris. You will be down with the penis sooner or later. Get anyway. on board with the cock. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Get on board with the cock for this nine ninety nine. The cock The cock express. Jesus Christ. All Anyways, Alex in this. Jesus, man. Let's get this. Enough of the dicks. How about we go back to the match because MJF, <laughs> MJF is a spitting something in Moxie's face as Moxie throws him into the steel steps. Back inside, forearms in the corner, a Irish whip across. Max explodes out with a lariat and both men are down and out. Jabs and a huge left from Friedman when he gets to his feet. Smashing the champion's face into the turnbuckles over and over. Then we get a front kick, underhook. MJF then fights out and uh, Judo throws him into the turnbuckles for two. Max goes to the floor and clears the timekeeper's table. Dragging it over and putting it next to the ring on the ramp. And then back inside, Mox cuts him off with an ace crusher and grabs his hands to kick his head in. Stomps on stomps on stomps to the apron. Moxie with a gosh grip, but MJF slips out, double thrust to the throat. Gets him up, tombstone pole job on the apron, but Max's knee gives out and he's screaming in agony as he's slow to cover. Not enough though. Back to the apron. Freeman knees give out and Max, uh, then Mox takes advantage. Uh, MJF barely beats the count and comes back inside with the paradigm shift. So close though as Moxie hammers the bad leg with kicks, puts a figure four leg lock on. Max kicking out on pins of the pins, grabbing a rims, grabbing Rimsberg by the lapels in the in his agony, screaming bloody murder, trying to roll over and reverse the pressure. Slapping, slapping himself into the face, he rolls over and reverses the pressure. But Moxie's right in the ropes and gets the break. Um, basically, towards the end though, Freeman pulls the dynamite the diamond ring out of his trunks and stares at it as William Regal storms down the ramp, furious. He See, tells I thought, MJF, "I thought the sorry. diamond ring was going to be his knee pad, which is why his, he was like doing the knee injury when he did the pile driver on the apron. Like, right, that would have right. made sense." Well, that's not what happened because he tells I mean, MJF to put the ring down, and Max throws it out of the ring and flips him off as John comes from behind with a sleeper hold. Freeman then steps up the turn onto the turnbuckles into a pin and referee Paul Turner is here to count. Still no three. They tumble back into the turn into the into Turner, which I'm talking about the referee, and knock him out right now as Rimsberg is recovering as Mox gets the bulldog choke and MJF taps out, but Bryce isn't up all the way so he doesn't see it. Regal then tells John to wake up to wake him up and slips Max a set of nuts as MJF drops him with a right hand and hides the nuts, crawling over for the one, two, three, and your new AEW World Champion. It is Sir Maxwell Jacob Freeman, MJF. 
very time. This, this is what a lot of people call, this is what we call right down to the diamond ring not non-usage, but the brass knocks being slipped to MJF. Um, we the did, question and was we were the first. The firm fit in. We couldn't figure out where the firm fit in, and it turns out they didn't, so good. Um, good ending, crowd went crazy. Uh, you know, I can't really see MJF as a as a. Fake. It was a dusty finish, yeah, Jeff. It was. Um, like it was a predictable swerve, which is not really the worst thing. You sort of giving the people what they want and expect. I, I have a feeling Tony thought that people would be surprised, but nobody was. Um, oh, come on, surprised? If you felt that way, he's an idiot. Yeah, well, <laughs> there you have, there you have it. Yep, <laughs> I agree. Um, you knocked him well, out with ease, Jeff. He just went boom. I mean, it's going to be weird him. that people are going to be cheering this heel, and he's going to have to be, you know, more and more heelish. Be interesting to see how him and Regal interplay. Uh, I assume Moxley's going to take some time off, but that would be strange because there's got, got to be some story with Regal and Moxley confronting him. And you know, I told you I was the devil, and you know, where do where do Brian and Young Wheeler fit into this? And uh, Claudio, I mean, you know. Uh, how do they fit in at all? Do they? Probably not. Uh, they all go their own way. I, I don't know. Whatever. I guess we'll. I guess we'll see. You know what? It's a cliffhanger. I'm not particularly intrigued in most of these things, but they're cliffhangers, and that that's wrestling one on one. So well done. Absolutely well done. And uh, look, I think it's the right time now for Moxie to shoot off for six weeks, because one, he needs to reevaluate what's going on with the BCCs, uh, whatever you want to call them. And second of all, I think it would be good for him to disappear a little bit after that sort of heat Moxie was getting. Because that was go-away heat, it felt like, dude. Yeah. It really felt like go-away heat. And I think just him going away for a little bit, literally. Telegraph, Wednesday night when he got the... He clearly didn't care and he didn't even know what day the show was on. I mean, but I mean, the weird sure. thing is for him to go on vacation and his wife just signed with them like she goes on vacation... I mean, you know, in, in this cost-cutting measure where in the last seven or eight weeks, Tony Khan signed Renee Paquette, Soraya, A.R. Fox, Bandito. Uh, Rush. Who? Rush. Rush Takeshita. Takeshita, um, yes. Right. So, yeah, I, I'm sure there's others that I'm forgetting about. Yokozuna. Yokozuna. Ultimate Warrior. <laughs> yeah, all the dead guys. I mean, he signed them all. He has signed them all. Uh, Jeff Jarrett. I mean, oh yeah, Jeff you know, it, it's not like he's it's not like he's adding people that, that Sanjay are Dutt. yeah. The well, that's been a while, but I mean, the elite are back on payroll. I mean, I'm assuming their suspension was without pay. Yeah, maybe I'm wrong. No, actually, you. apparently it was with pay. Okay, so great so suspension I, that one. So I don't know how he's cu cutting costs by adding people and bringing in Japanese people that nobody wants to see. <laughs> you're not wrong uh, you're right but uh, you know what Jeff before we go give me your final thoughts on the poll pay-per-view as a whole what would you rate it out of 10 as we go home it's better than I thought but I don't think it was a spectacular show I got 11 out of 13 right which means it was too predictable um, no surprises no you know no new faces because there aren't any uh, at least none that, that anybody would get excited about. I mean, that's just the sad truth. Um, I would say it was pretty good. Um, like on a scale of one to ten, I know this corresponds to a lower letter grade, but I, I don't know, like 
seven and a quarter, seven and a half, something like that. Yeah, that's about right. I'll go about an eight. I I enjoyed it. I actually did enjoy it. It was better than I was expecting it to be. And uh, hey, look, Baron Von Raschke. I, I love I love Von Raschke. He's one of my favorites. But um, not really. Yeah, the good old claw. Exactly. I mean, imagine doing that gimmick now, that Nazi gimmick, like right now. Could he get away with that? I doubt it. But no, Imperium is about the closest. It's very close, I think. It's because there's been certain things they've done in NXT, especially that will make you question things, sort of. But uh, yeah, they are the closest thing, and I love it. I mean, it's pro wrestling, man. We go with society, and you know that's how it should be done it, always. Wrestling used but, to be edgy. It used to it used to be on the edgy side of television. Now it's on the same side. It's sad. It is. It's sad. And let's hope we get a bit edgier as we go on. But yeah, I'll give it an eight out of ten for sure. In saying that, though, Jeff, tell them where they can find you, my man. Unless there's something else you want to say before you tell them where they can find you. Icarus fell MD. I, I welcome followers. I'll interact. I enjoy it. It's fine. I, I once Elon took over. I lost three hundred seventy-five thousand followers. So I, <laughs> I, yeah, I, I need to get back to my half a million. Um, you can find me uh, on the PWC with Jimmy T quite a bit, uh, as well as shows on the Hame Media Group and like this one on Channel Latitude. Um, my uh, other wrestling podcast is Hammerlock Hangover with Steve Pena. So that's my non-Jimmy T uh, joint. And my non-wrestling podcasts are Garden Doom and Garden Views on the Jaime Media Group and the PwC. And Garden Doom is its a journey of questions that I want answer things that I don't know about. And Garden Views is the same thing, except Garden Views is like more like legal and real life and topical things like cannabis law and what are the laws of space going to be. Whereas Garden of Doom is more like, you know, where's the first vampire from what's what what's up with astrology what do witches believe um what what what's what's a proto-europe indo-european where did languages begin um you know things that go bump in the night ufos stuff like that so if you like ancient aliens you like the gaia channel you like uh the you know bigfoot and you know with the graham hancock uh, ancient apocalypse series or skinwalker ranch garden is a show for you absolutely the show for you and for everybody in saying that though if you want to follow me you can on twitter at dj mass effects and at the pwc network please like and subscribe right here at channelattitude.com with five bucks you get us talking aw and also please like and subscribe at the pwc network.pubbing.com where you can find all our shows including this one and hamidmedigroup.pubbing.com where you can find all our affiliate shows including jeff's um in saying that though jeff Let's take it home. I'm Jimmy T. He's the Bloodshot Evil Dose, Jeff Littman, and you've been listening and watching the HMG PWC Full Gear postgame show right here on channelattitude.com. And we're out of here. See you. Sub Zero Arrow. Stay evil, my friends.
nothing that could come in between me and my brothers. We all around if it's going down. It's just us. All for one, yeah, you hear right? Our business done, we disappeared to the night. Came up together, so we all down for the fight. Ain't nothing wrong with that. Family ain't nothing strong as that. And I'll be posted where the strongest at. Brothers by my side, city on my back. Real heroes, that's what the people want. They ain't born, gotta create them. Saying we gone soon as we save them. That's part of the plan. By my side, I'ma keep my brothers. Live or die, man, we need each other. Uh. Infidels, you found us here, channelattitude.com, Hameen Media Group, where you get the most real talk, the best reviews of all your favorite wrestling shows from AEW and WWE, Impact, and more, because we're going to break it all down with the best staff in professional wrestling at HMG. So you don't need to go anywhere else, because there's no five stars here. There's only $5 face slaps, Infidel. Hello, Walker! 
So sign up today, channelattitude.com, Hameen Media Group, and join the Hameen Army for the most real talk in professional wrestling. YOLO! <laughs> The PWC Network, what the world is watching and listening to. Your favorite song, Max? Is it your favorite song? Yep. Yeah, what song is it? Oh, You Are My Sunshine. You Are My Sunshine. Would you like to do a little rendition of it now? Okay. All right. Take it away, Max. You are my sunshine, my only sunshine. Yeah. Sunshine, Yo, shook crews in the house, baby. We gotta pay tribute to the one and only, the big homie, MJF. Yo, what up, dog? Thanks for the twenty dollars. Yo, he's the nicest dude I know. Yo, check it out, yo. Yo. Take it away, Max. MJF stay inspiring the people And on camera he was trying to be the evil guy But now we can see it's all see-through Says that he's better but he treats me like an equal At the soup kitchen he was feeding all the homeless In the locker room bringing donuts for the workers At the food court he be tipping in the jars And when he drives home he admitting no garbage He got a hybrid mindful of environment Life is so inspiring high-fiving the firemen When we have a show he be helping with the flyer Never shy when he's smiling, he be shining it Giving up one time for my sunshine MJF so cool, never unkind Yo, behind closed doors, he's a fun guy Spending all summertime catching all the butterflies PWC Network, what the world is watching and listening to.